man of many talents. <laughs> the Ark. It is something that man was not meant to disturb. An army which carries the Ark before it is invincible. Jones! Let her go. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? I'm going after that truck. Oh, I don't know. I'm making this up as I go. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to Bam Badass Midnight Movies. I'm Jeff, one of your hosts, and my other co-host is my buddy Mike. Good evening, sir. That's Doctor Jones to you, sir. Doctor. Yes, sir. Forgive me, Doctor Jones. So, as you can tell, we're continuing the '80s month, and we're doing Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. I don't think a, a lot, enough good things could be said about this film. You know, when I was thinking about it when I'm, when we're going to do it today, I'm thinking, you know, this movie is so good. Like, it literally has everything. You got action. You got story. You know, you got humor, too. And if you think about it, this, uh, I would like to gather your thoughts on this. This is kind of the movie that put Harrison Ford on the map, even after uh, Han Solo. This put him on the map as a leading man, yes. In Star Wars, he's part of an ensemble cast, but yeah, this put him as to where he could carry a a movie on his own and then a franchise on his own. You know, I mean, really, it's to me this is a start as as much as amazing as Star Wars is and as as big of a deal it is. This started a different kind of franchise and a different trilogy that I just it just holds a special place in my heart. Again, it's probably something growing up in the 80s and seeing these movies for the first time. I'm sure somebody that you know grew up and watched the 90s has their own special action movies and adventure movies that they really fall back on, but this one to me, you know, we had we had a great series of of trilogies. Mm. You know, in the in, in the like the late 70s early, you know, to, to pretty much all through the 80s, you know, if you include Star Wars, you include this, you include Back to the Future trilogies, you include, you just have so many great ones, Aliens, the Terminators, these just all sort of just like these culminated in these great sci-fi adventures and, you know, these, these, these ongoing stories with, with characters that just kept going and going, you know, beforehand you had a, a few movies maybe that were, tri- that were sequels, I mean, when you really look back at some of like the, the earlier movies, but this like gave you like leading characters and lead, you know in in characters you could care about and continue to go and you know continue that over to the next movie and then to the next movie and, and just always have that and I think that was that's I think that's something special about you know with all the '80s movies we're doing that's something special about those movies that you know you just want to continue on learning more and more about these characters. I agree, and 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 it got the love for archaeology for me because I was like, you know, I never was a big archaeologist type of fan, but I, after I watched this, I was like, wow, that's interesting. You know, maybe I should just open a history book again and see what's going on in the world. Like, that's freaking really cool. They made history pretty cool. Yeah, so I, like, uh, yeah, I, I can't say that 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 didn't do it for me. I was already a, a history buff at that age. My my grandparents on my mom's side lived in 
you know, in Maryland, right across the uh, state line from D.C. So I spent my summers walking and up and down the mall, the National Mall, and going to the Smithsonian's and going to all the museums and seeing the history of our country. Uh, we spent take, took road trips up and down the Appalachian Mountains. So we saw, you know, Civil War battlefields and Revolutionary War battlefields. So uh, to me, history was like it was always in me. You know, it was from the beginning because of my grandparents. So this, like, like really appealed to me even more. Like, oh, okay, I'm not that weird that I'm, like, all about the history. And then it gave a, a, a sort of a cool factor yeah, to being that, into that stuff. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I may be into that stuff, but I can I can still, you know, kick ass if I need if I want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, like I said, he's like the uh, modern-day badass, you know, you know, People thought when he was in solo, oh, solo's great, but like this guy, I think you know Indiana Jones just trumps that. Like, it's not even close to me. It, it's funny. There's a uh, there's an episode uh, in Big Bang Theory, and they talk. Uh, I think it's Penny. She's like, where where does a professor learn to fight like that? <laughs> it was like it was, it was one of those moments because you're like, yeah, he's there, he's cool, he's, but but really deep down, you'll see it later on, and then like, and I think uh, number three. Um, where uh, where where he you see him more being a professor here you do see him a little bit, but I think they, they spend more time in um, in the Last Crusades dealing with like him as a professor being on, at school being at home I think a little bit more they spend more time learning you know that side of him. Well, because it's building from the dad because yeah. he got his inspiration from his father so that that was like the main crux of that film yeah so you said you do yeah. see that here in this movie but. You see more of that later on in this in the third movie where you say you're like okay yeah he is this just this professor who's just like like he's bombarded by paperwork and all this stuff that all of the teachers are bombarded back but but he he doesn't want to be there he wants to be out and you know about and you know digging and and you know mm-hmm. finding this stuff uh, very and you see a lot of like the similarities between him and um, uh, Jurassic Park Alan. Oh, uh, Sam Neill's character. Yeah, uh, it's Alan. I can't remember the last name, but you see a lot of that similarities. And of course, you know the famous fedora. He also has a fedora in that. Mm-hmm. So, but if you so, want to do your countdown, yes, I will do that right now. So, guys, I have it in zero zero zero, and um, usually I do a three two one play. So that's exactly what I'm gonna do. So, in three two one play. And this right here, I'm sorry, this you would talk about something like you know, groundbreaking and really cool. It was this transition. Mm, yeah, yeah. Where it goes right from the uh, the Paramount logo into like the mountains. That's really cool. Now I know you're watching right now, um, Light and Magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you haven't reached the episode where they talk about how Spielberg and Lucas did this film, and how that how it came up was uh, they had just got he had just gotten done doing I think was it Empire, and he went on vacation uh-huh. and, and Spielberg and him went on vacation, and he's like, hey man, what's your next movie going to be? Is you know, Lucas is talking to Spielberg and he's like, man, I really. I have been begging and begging the James Bond people to let me do a James Bond movie. And Lucas is like, I got one better for you. And he broke it down. Again, Lucas was a big fan of those 
1940s serial. Again, you know, Star Wars was very heavily influenced by a lot of those movies. You know, uh, Flash Gordon and a couple of other. I can't remember the other movies that you know that were like heavily influenced by that. But he made a comment about like those those adventure serials back then, and uh, he's like, and he started just broke him down and just started talking about what he was and the character, and um, and like Spielberg just like, oh my god, yes, I wanted, I so want to do this. Who's a cooler character, Indiana Jones or James Bond? I, to me, think Indiana is because of his... I was leaning towards Indiana as well. Because his flaws. Because he's not just... He makes mistakes. He screws up. He's very human. You know, Mm -hmm. Bond... Bond will mess up, but then he'll, like, recover, like, really quickly. Yeah. You know, that super tech with him too. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, Indiana's. Yeah, yeah. Indiana's just you know his gun, his whip, and his hat. Those are literally his only things. A gun, a whip, and his wits. And the hat. It's always the hat. And the hat. Yep. Now, was this wasn't Molina's first movie, was this? I think this is his uh, first spe- English-speaking. English-speaking, English speaking, yeah. That's the thing. What a great actor he became. Yo, no, those, this was his first first uh, movie. First one? Um, yeah, he made a Molina's appearance in a sitcom called The Losers in 78, but he made his film debut in the minor role in this. This film also, we were talking about trends, and uh, I think it was last week's episode we talked about trends. This began a trend of like films like this, not the swashbuckling, but like the archaeologist type, like hunting. Like you had, um, Romancing the Stone was after this. Uh, I think it was The Adventures of Alan Quartermain was next too. So you had a couple of them. Yeah, I mean, it sort of started the trend of those, but those movies had always been around. This, yeah, just true, reuni- but like- just like Star Wars reunited the sci fi genre. True, but I'm just talking about like. After this film, they, those films were green lit to go. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, because again, they, they'd always been there, but this was something that they had. Uh, yeah. Once they saw how sure. good this one did, everybody wants to wants to make money off of the same kind of feel. It's a trend. It's like it's, it still goes on today. Like what we're talking about, like the Transformers, and they had the, the Transmorphers. Yeah. <laughs> so you always have those films that look exactly alike, but they're not. Where do you rank the uh, the Indiana Jones films for you? Well, obviously this one. Is, I mean, as much as I love... You're number one? Yeah, as much as I love the others, this one's number one, just because of everything that's in it. The the introduction of the character, the story. Um, yeah, I just... I, I, Temple, Temple is a great action it's not a it's not an indiana jones movie and i put up my air my air quotes right now Mm -hmm. because it's not him searching for 
Yes, it's him searching for sort of a lost artifact, but it's not him doing it as an archaeologist. It's yeah, him. he's like doing a favor. Favor, to like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I love. I, I, I mean, I love the uh, the uh, Last Crusades because, well, I mean, Sean Connery on it and him playing his dad and, and just the 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 communication back and forth and their character. You know, just the, the, that father and son. You know, back and forth and them sarcastic comments to each other. Yeah, when they do when they shoot when he shoots up his own plane. Yep. I'm, Dad, did they get us? I'm sorry, son. <laughs> they got us. <laughs> when he, when he's like, Yeah, I know I sh- I shot up the plane myself. Um, even Crystal Skull I like. It's still got that mm-hmm. Indiana Jones vibe, you know. I still liked it. It, it was fun. It I put that and Temple kinda together because it's again, they're not he's not being an archaeologist. He's trying to find an old friend. You know, and, and try to do that, and of course, of course, the connection to this movie makes it. I know, I know, you don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I know. It, I have Last Crusade first, and this one second, and then I have Temple third, and um, Crystal Skull last. And then we got our got our fifth one coming. So, I'm pretty sure after the fifth one, you might put Crystal Skull a little bit higher. Might yeah. <laughs> Sorry, as much I, as I as much as I, I love to. I, no, I, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm like I don't know, man. Like, yeah, they should have stopped at. Uh, they should have just stopped at the the Crystal Skull and just been like, you know, what? okay, this is it? Like doing another one now? He's yeah. Because I mean, the way they co- sort of ended it, that I thought they they that ended it perfectly. You know, kind of passing it off and then like, what do you do? Do you make him like older and like he's dying and he's his, his last crusade? Do you make it sad? And I, I like I don't know, I don't know where you can go with him. Like. Hasn't all his stories been kind of told? Sort of? Uh, I mean, am I, am I wrong? I mean, I don't know. It all depends. It all depends on what they do, where they go, and, you know, if they rehash the fucking Nazi thing. I've just seen that. I don't want to see that. We've already, you know, keep going back to that. That's why that was, like, one of the things that I kind of, like, knocked Crystal Skull, Crystal Skull down for me. It was like, the Nazis again? I, I mean, I understand that they were sort of there during that time period, but there were other things. See, for me, with Crystal Skull, I didn't care too much about the Nazis. I get it. We were saying it's like a repeat. My issue was with the whole alien thing. I don't know. It just it just seemed like, really? Aliens? We're going here? I mean, I, I get it. Like, you're going forward, but like, I don't know. It just irked me. The whole alien thing. I had no problems with the alien thing. I mean, it's... It's, it's just, like I said, it's just me. When you it's look just, at archaeology, the crystal skulls are some of the biggest, like, you know, ones to go looking after. Because those, yeah, those are, see, I mean... And, and my I, expect- Sorry. It's okay. No, and I, I'm a kind of a fan, of, big fan of a Stargate, and they use the crystal skulls on the Stargate and kind of show some of those. And I, because they're, like, the biggest mystery when it comes to to archaeology is, like, You know what real? I thought? Uh, crystal skull was going to be I thought it was going to be something with the crystal skulls right but it was like something with the Aztecs and something like that that's what I thought in my head I'm like okay they're going oh. to Aztec so it's not about the movie it was about your expectations yeah 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 okay so not your yeah. not, it's not the movie it's just you it's just me yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just my thing yeah 
almost had you back. <laughs> so this uh, movie budget for this film, I believe, was twenty million, and it made four hundred. Oh yeah. So it. I guess if you wanted to equate that to today, um, opening weekend about ninety million made close to a billion. Because the movie is kind of is rewatchable too. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, they all are, but. Salah. What a cool villain. Like Andy does the work and he comes in at the end. He's like, yeah, give that to me, man. That weird creepo laugh, too. And of course, the music is always stellar. That's another thing. Another cool shot of any just running away. Yeah, this is one of the the cooler shots. It's like he comes yeah. across. You don't see anything really chasing him until he reaches the top of that. Yeah, and then and the just... then the dust blowing off of him is just. Like to me, a special effects touch that that's like perfect just to have that dust. Like you know, he's been mm-hmm. digging around and. There's the indie theme. Boom. Is John doing the the score for the next indie film too, or? I think he is. Okay. Because I know he's going to retire. He's talked about. I mean, he's going to retire forever. But yeah, according to according to the list, yeah, he's on board for. For that. Hey, look! You got the one moment he's actually teaching a class. Yeah, like I said, there's a, there's a little bit of moments here where he's he's in the in the classroom doing some stuff. So yeah, no, this oh this will be Williams' last film, and uh, Kathleen Kennedy did confirm that this will be Ford's last role as Indiana, and they will not be recasting. 
I mean, not recasting like, for the future as well. Like they're they're done with the character probably for a while. I mean, until until maybe somebody new gets in charge of that up there and decides maybe to do a recast. But why? Again, it's one of those moments. Oh, it's I, one I of those moments. Why recast when you've got such a perfect iconic character and actor? Do you think that's why they haven't rebooted Back to the Future yet? Possibly. Two iconic characters like Christopher Lloyd and Michael J. Fox, and I can't see anybody but else what, doing But it. what more could you do? I mean, they, they, I know, they, they did everything saying. with McFly. I mean, unless they want to... They sort of did with the animated series. They kind of explored the, the kids of, you know, of, uh, of Doc Brown. Yeah. If you ever watched or got a chance to watch the, uh, the animated series. Yeah, the, the kids' jewels and Brown. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, I mean, they sort of, you know, explored that and... There's not much more you could really do there. I know. I mean, and then you've had so many, so many variations of of Indiana Jones. With you look at like the Librarian series, you look at um, even um, like even the, the even the Tomb Raider series. You know, if you want to see, you know, talk about you know sex swapping characters and stuff, you that's literally. Indiana Jones. Yeah, um, even even they even the the uh, National Treasure series that was kind of like uh, kind of in that that vein, and then you've got the the series coming out soon. So, you know, who knows what they do with that? Which I'm actually looking forward to. I'm, I'm a, really I'm nervous low, about it. I'm kind of a low key National Treasure fan. I'm not. No, I love National Treasure. I've loved uh, both yeah, the movies. That's why I'm just I'm worried that it's gonna be. The Librarians series. If you, I don't know if you've ever watched Librarian series I did, with Romain. Was it No Wiley? Yeah, from the ER kid. Yeah, no, no, that, that was the movies. He had a series of like four movies. They did a series with Rebecca Romain. Oh, I didn't see the series. And I, I just wasn't a fan. I equate it to, and I, you probably will feel this more. I equate it to Team Knight Rider. Like you're, what you've told me of how you're feeling is about Team Knight Rider, oh, that it was yeah. this ensemble cast. They, they took something cool and they broke it up into have different yeah. – and that's sort of what they did for for the librarian. They broke it up to where he's off taking care of the big issues, Noah's, Noah, Noah's character. Mm-hmm. But these they brought in these other ones that are like could possibly be the future librarian and sort of – and they picked up like the light cases. And it's, it just was kind of – it just didn't have the same magic. And that's yeah, what I'm afraid that we're going to miss. The movies were kind of fun. I well, like the movies. The movies were fun. Yeah, I love the librarian yeah. movies. But like I said, it just it just missed the magic of of that. And I think that's what, what I'm afraid of with – National Treasure? Yeah, with National Treasure. I think they're just going to you know lose that magic. Do you think they need Nick Cage or no? Yes. Okay. Well, because I think he's part of the magic. You know him, him and his, him and his partner. But his partner's going to be in there instead. So yeah, I the partner's going to yeah, be in I there. I don't know so how. Like, I want to call him Noah because he, but I don't know if that's his name. I can't remember if that's his name or not. I know he was in the Hangover series. Yeah, no, great actor. I'm just, I just don't think that that's going to be something that's going to work. Well, we're going to find out. See, I, I like this. When he starts, like, he goes on the chalkboard and he's going through, like, history and stuff like that. Yeah. I love this. I love that shit. I eat that up. That's lore. 
Like, yeah, he made history pretty just cool. What's your number, your time right now? Uh, I am at 17.38. Okay. It's funny when you look at uh, at the time they did like pre polling before mm-hmm. the release. You know, they they did they still back even then they were doing like testing like they they do now, um, and they did a polling about this and there was like little, like very little audience interest in this film, and um, especially compared to the Superman two movie that was getting ready to drop, but it you turn around when it, by the end of the year it, this became the highest grossing film of that year. Like beating out again, Superman too. It's wild. It was interest for it. Well, originally there wasn't, but I guess once the word got out, because the people yeah. were like, you know, in the pre-polling, they're like, hey, you know, we're going to do a movie about an archaeologist doing this, you know. Yeah, but people then were like, ah, sounds stupid. History, Nazis, I don't care. And he basically maps out the whole movie right here. Correctly, the uh, the not the last receipt, but the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. They had a mention, not a mention, but it was like a little walk by of the Ark. They just mentioned. Oh, you saw the Ark. You yeah, you saw a lot of his stuff and little Easter eggs. Uh, if you remember, even in uh, in Last Crusade, when they were digging through the uh, tunnels in in uh, Italy to try to find the uh, the first night. Yeah, she that, comes that across works, a yeah. painting and she's like, "Oh, I think that's the Ark." And he's like, "Yeah, no, that is." <laughs> Oh, I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. She makes. She, okay. There's a. Yeah, there's a quick little reference. They're, they're digging. They're walking through the through the uh, through the catacombs, and they come across a painting on the wall, and she's like, "What is that?" Or she's like, oh, "That's the that's the Ark of the you know the Crusade." And she's like, "Are you sure?" I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta watch that one. I, I just probably slipped by me. Yeah, right. So the original concept for this actually started right after he uh, finished American Graffiti. Uh, he wanted to do a B-movie. Basically, he wanted to like, kind of do a, B, a B-movie modeled, like of those serials that you know, I was talking about, like the Zoros and the, you know, the, the, the Spy Smashers and that kind of thing. 
and it was going to be Indiana Smith was the original name that he picked for for this. There was a uh, a cereal in the 30s. I'm not sure if it became one. I think it's called Doc Savage. Yeah there, yeah, there was what? Well, yeah, Doc Savage, I think. Yeah. Doc Savage, like he's supposed to be like a almost like a um a precursor to Indiana Jones because he was kind of like an adventurer as well. I th- but I think he had he was strong, he had powers or something. I mean, I could be wrong, but I know that's one of the things that he did. He was like very intelligent and so I wonder if it had any influence when he was coming up with uh, the Indiana Jones character. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, 1930s. But he was more of a... He was more of a superhero. Okay. Than, like, as an archaeologist. He he was... Um, basically, he was, like, raised by a bunch of, like, scientists. Um, you know, and had, like, like, a lot of, like, mental and physical strength. Okay. But he sort of started more pulp, like pulp magazines and things like that in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Thought I might have been an influence. I'm sure, I'm sure there was. I mean, you got to realize, you know, George growing up, he probably saw those. He, he was a sponge for everything. When you look, I mean, he, he took, you know, influences from everything I, I think ever touched his head. I just... He was a great, great way of sponging that all up and then like regurgitating it into a, a new form. You know, it's mm. even he will tell you he's horrible at dialogue and horrible about like basic storytelling, but the ideas and the worlds he creates. I mean, he's an amazing world creator. You know, a lot of folks talk about that, you know, with Star Wars, you know, the world he created, but the dialogue was so bad and so dry. And but when you look at, the world he was able to create and then look when nowadays this generation who grew up on it they're now, we're now converting it into and taking this world he built and making it even like better bigger you know, yeah better, that's insane better. isn't it that's freaking yeah, I mean, insane. you look like it you look at what filoni's done with you know clone wars yeah he had he had like lucas over his shoulders but it was it was filoni and now you have favreau and now you have you know bryce dallas you have I mean, you Deborah Chow, you have these so many of all these different people being influenced by that and what they're creating, but they're staying in his world he created. It's one of those movies where the dialogue is not the greatest, and I agree with that, but the characters in the story is so much bigger that you can almost forgive it. On what, on this one or? Well, this one he this one what he was he wasn't the only writer, so the, the dialogue is better here than you than you than we saw in. No, 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 the dialogue is good here. I'm just saying, like for his previous ones. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even as much. I mean, we've we've already talked about it. We did, um, you know, American Graffiti. Yeah, even you watch that. This a little bit more natural for him because again, he's that movie was written about his life because hmm. he was though he was one of those kids growing up. So, but yeah, that the. Because even I, I love Carrie Fisher's, you know, comment about you know she you know she had interviews years and decades later, where she she could still do the uh, the line when uh, she meets uh, Tarkin. You yes. know, I, I recognize yeah. your foul stench. She's like, who the fuck talks like this? But yeah, 
that was like yeah and like through like throughout the, near the ending she had a, she had a, like a normal english accent like yeah okay yeah See to me, watching this and the directing of Spielberg, yeah, he's he's been off of Jaws for a while, but it's just something like the way he filmed this and the lights that the way that captured the lights and these angles. Yeah, yeah, it's just that's why to me that's why this one ranks still even higher because it was something even it's one of Spielberg's best ones. Actually, no, that uh, he'd uh, just come off of um, uh, shit. Uh, just watched it like a couple couple weeks ago. Richard Dreyfuss, The Alien. Oh, uh, Close Encounters. Close Encounters, yeah. Yeah. And even then, he was still kind of searching. But this, there's something about this, these angles, these lighting, and this something about, about it just I love this it. lighting. I think we, in uh, one of our previous films that we did last week, uh, Last Starfighter, there's a scene where it's filmed like in the red like that. But this one is way better. Yeah. Because you have the fireplace in the background, and it just adds. And the sm- it, it dulls the rest of the room. You yes, can see the smoke yes. around the rest of the room. It's the smoky bar and all that, yeah. Now, I think, if I'm not mistaken, isn't this our first Spielberg movie? Ooh. Mm. No, 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 it's not. No, we did Ready Player One. Thank you, okay, okay. Yeah. Because I was I was sort of disappointed in us. I was like, man, we have no, never no. done a Spielberg movie. Are you kidding me? No, Ready Player One. Check it out, guys. It's okay. In the yeah, check, I, I know. Oh, for a fact. and and uh, in Jurassic Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. That's right. So this is the okay. third. Oh yeah, this will be our third one. Yeah. Who haven't we done? We've done Nolan. What's that? No, I'm just thinking of the directors that we haven't done yet. Uh, I know we haven't done a John Waters, and I really want to do a John Waters. John Waters would be a fun one. Yeah. Um, have we done, done Tarantino one. yet? I don't think we've done Tarantino. But which one? Oh, Pulp Fiction, sorry. It's Pulp, pulp or, uh, or Reservoir. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, one of those two. Oh, wait. No, we did Reservoirs. Did we? I'm pretty sure. I thought we did Reservoir Dogs. I gotta look. Nope, guess not. We didn't. I thought we did. It's a lot of good Tarantino movies, but then there's a lot of bad Tarantino exactly. movies too. That's the thing. Like exactly. A lot of the movies that people like of his, I don't like. Like Jackie Brown, I don't like Jackie Brown. I enjoy Jackie Brown, but when I when I lump them, can do a comparison to the others, not not his best, but I enjoy it. The last film he did with Brad Pitt, I like that one. The Western, I used to like, but then I did a second take, like Excalibur, and the Western sucks. Just the way he just this is Salah, right? Yeah. No, Salah's his friend. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right, Salah. 
Is it Worm, I think they call this guy? Worm, it was yeah. like a really weird name. I'm like, that's kind of lame. And you're right. What a, what a cool way to come in. Look at the shadows on his face. It's like horns or something. Oh, by the way, Mike, there's no such thing as strong female characters. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> yeah. Just saying. Now, what year is this? 1981? Hmm. Cameron Crowe. We have never done a Cameron Crowe movie. Which one? What about singles? It's singles, fast time. I mean, I'm a fan of singles. I mean, we could do fast times as well. Or say anything. That's another good one, too. Man, compared to single, man, how would you say anything? Or Fast Times. I mean, you can always do, we can always do a classic and hit, you know, knock out Fast Times. Yeah, I know he wasn't the director, but he was a writer on that. Even the sound effects are pretty cool. <laughs> See, you got that humor, too. You got the adventure, but a little bit of humor there. What a badass. <laughs> You know they made an action figure line of these uh, films? Yes. Yep. Before we did this today, I actually looked it up on eBay. It's ridiculous. I think one of them was like 300 bucks, starting bit at 150 And, and it was it was the, uh, not Indiana Jones, it was the other guy.
Again, the lighting is so cool here with that fire. What did Steven do after this? After Raiders? Do you recall? Oh, God. I'm not. Sorry, I was looking up the sound guy. Because you were talking about that. Yeah, the, yeah, the sound is really yeah, good. Yeah, he's uh, this he's the same guy that did Star Wars, Indiana Jones, obviously. Um, the but he did the the film series for both of them. Is it Bill Bird? Bill Bird? Uh, yeah, Bill Bird. Yeah. Bill Bird. Yeah. Yep. He's the one that uh does did the voice for R two D two. He's the did the one that came up with the lightsaber hum. Uh, he's the one that came up with the idea for um Vader's rebreather sound. So yeah, he's been... have we seen him yet in Light Magic? Not really, because they're more focusing no. on special effects and not okay. so many. He's actually there. Uh, there is some, there is a uh, a small section where they talk about the sound department, and he is on there. Okay. Because said you've got you got some time to catch up with with that. God, look at this! You go from that darkness bar and to this light. Uh, goodness, yeah, right after this, we went, he would jump right into E.T. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, yeah, you had... Back-to-back uh, -back hits. Yeah. And, well, and then after that, he had Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, and Color Purple, Empire Sun, always. So, yeah, now he's... It's Spielberg. There's... It's always... It's always hits. I mean, he did he did before uh, before he did the before he did Raiders. He did 1941, so we can't call them all hits. Yeah, that was <laughs> not good. <laughs> oh no, I had, I thought 1941 was fun. I I never I could never remember the movie, but I always remembered the you know the famous um, uh, Ferris wheel scene. Mm. But yeah, no, he's always had pretty steady. Are you one of these guys that thinks that he should direct a Star Wars film or? Not a film, but I he but he has kind of. Did he like direct some of Jedi? No, you know, yeah, he directed some. He uh, directed. Um, he did a few. Oh God, I'm trying to remember the term for them, but like scene, small scene directors, mm -hmm. like you know, R two rolling down the down the road or something like that. That wasn't George. So they had um, second unit. Sorry, there we go. Second unit mm -hmm. directors. He was. Uh, I think he uh, ended up being a second unit director. For one of the movies, so yeah, so that he had the, the ability to say he did do that. Do you think the reason that he hasn't like done a full fledged Star Wars film by himself is because he's boys with George and he doesn't want to fuck it up? Yeah, and honestly, you, George did them all, and he, you know, wasn't until you know Disney took it over mm. that George stopped doing it. So, and I don't think it's that he felt like he would. He's stepping on George's toes. I don't think George offered it to him. I think it would be fun for him to do uh, maybe one of, like, if they ever went about it, and I think they should, because there's some really cool books for Star Wars right now. That are like anthology books where they like kind of do side characters. I think mm -hmm. I've talked to you about it uh, from a certain point of view was the yeah. one that they've got a whole bunch of those like for the you've got one for Star Wars or New Hope. You've got one for Empire. <laughs> I love the monkey doing a high Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> At least and, <laughs> and um, 
<laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> but the, uh, but you know, they do, and I think if they ever decided to do this sort of, you know, anthology kind of Star Wars thing, I think it'd be kind of cool for him to do one of those, like to have like famous directors do a small little, you know, movie or like mm-hmm. like small little like story. Like self-contained. One yeah. Episode. Well, again, like an anthology series, just like you know yeah. when we watch you know Tales from the Crypt or you know those that's the type of thing where it's several different stories are all the same theme. You know, that, and that's what those books are. They're small, bo- they're small stories about characters we saw in Star Wars, but we don't know who they are. Like there's a there's a short story about the the, the bartender at the bar, you know, in Mos Eisley's. There's a story about the two that that, that fucking uh, that Obi Wan fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where 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 were they beforehand? There's a story about the band. How did they end up being the band in there? You know, like little things like that. There's like one, and there's one I always love, and I think I it's would one like I, to know that one. The band story, yeah. like, I mean, that's that's a cool one. And there's the one about the white and red R2 unit or, or astromech that blows up. There's a story about what he did and why he did it. He found out that R2 and him were talking, and he was a rebel droid and got abandoned there. And once he realized what R2 was doing and why he was there, he blew him. He blew his own motivator out, so R2 could take his place and stick and stay with C3PO. So like, there's like they do have these little cool little stories going on around there. They're probably the only universe that can get away with like various stories from various different characters. Like they don't really like the Skywalker story. Like you said, it's been told, but they can weave into like you were just saying the band. You know, you could do Boba Fett series like, you know, they've already done. And like, you know, just a, a lot of things. You can take like these little side characters and make stuff like Bib Fortuna. I want to find out about him. Like, how did he get to the throne when Jabba died? A lot of stuff you can do. Yeah, I guess. I, and that's I think that's and if they ever decided to do something like that and Lucas or, or uh, Spielberg was interested, he could do. I think it would be cool for him to do like something like that. But again, I think it would be really fun if they he, like they grabbed all these different directors and said, "Hey, just come on over and just do an episode." You know, grab a, a Tarantino. <laughs> you know, I would love to see Tarantino, yeah, Tarantino not not do a movie, but do like the small clip of of like of like you know the maybe a card game or or uh, uh, was a uh, a Sabak game. You know, that'd be kind of cool. And, but but have like this dialogue going on. That's actually not a bad idea. No one could do an episode two. I don't know. He's too much into his own shit. Who? Chris, no one. <laughs> that scene still gets me. And that was all improv, too. Where are they filming? Is this Morocco? Uh, that or Tanzania, because I know that's where they... Okay. I know Tanzania was where they filmed... Where they filmed Star Wars, so I don't know if... Since it's kind of the same production company, mm-hmm. if they did the same thing. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious. 
Yeah, because they were at L Street Studios in England where they filmed that. Yeah, Tanzania is where they went. So, same place they did the filming for okay. for Star Wars. Like I said, I think because just because they had a... Whoa! What was up with that? <laughs> oh, touchy-feely with them. Oh, bad special effects. Yeesh. That did not age well. Oh no, you can still see the uh the piston that shot that that made the truck flip over. When it fell on its side, you could still see it sticking out. Oh did you? Yeah. Oh. Because uh, I remember that's one of those it's one of those rare moments I remember back then them seeing seeing like on HBO the making of and they had like a piston that shot off on the right side, the back side that made the truck flip over. Mm. And you can still see it when the truck landed on its side before it blew up. Yeah, now that I think about it more and more, I'm kind of worried about the next film. <laughs> Okay, and I, I'm not too worried. I just, you know, what's the story? And obviously, they, they're realistic. They know they're not going to throw him into, you know, crazy special effects.
So you were talking about doing a uh, trilogy last week mm-hmm. uh, when I brought. I think we brought up Iron Eagle. Yep. Um, do you know what Iron Eagle and this movie have in common? Well, one of the trilogies, one of the movies. If we would go do a trilogy. Similar actors? Yes. Mr. Paul Freeman, who plays Bullock here, is in Iron Eagle 3. 3. He's the... the, Yeah. Yes. And uh, he also played in a 1995 movie that was based off of a uh, Japanese TV show. That was a uh, somewhat of a big uh, television series here in the States. He plays Ivan Ooze in the Mighty Morphin Power I was Rangers just going to say Ivan Ooze for like our yep. younger listeners. I was like, yeah, you know, that Power Rangers movie, he yeah. was the bad guy. Yeah, he, he played. <laughs> so he literally could do it all. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask if he's still alive or dead. up that game and yeah, you'd be okay you'd be safe would i be safe yeah he's still alive okay he was also reverend shooter in hot fuzz i know you're you're a fan of the hot fuzz movie that's him you can look all confused you want it says it right there no i i'm just i'm, I'm imagining like yeah that is him huh Okay. So he can do everything. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Has he done animation like voiceovers? Uh, not that I was looking at. Yeah. Sala. Who's more iconic, Sal or Gimli? Are you talking actor-wise or... Character-wise. Character, character. I mean, as much as I love Sal, Gimli. I mean, it's Lord of the Rings. It's a great trilogy. I mean... But the thing is, is most people don't just don't connect those two because of the the character and the size. I know. know. It's so weird. Like, you got to be like a deep sweaty... or know the actor to know that you know that he did both and was he in sliders as well uh yeah yep he was in sliders yeah no little dirty little secret show for me low-key sliders fan and uh he also played Macbeth in the gargoyles animated series no did he yep and hades in justice league maybe he's done it all yeah, no, he's got him. Yeah, he's got a big uh, voiceover career, real big voiceover career from like everything from like SpongeBob, of course, Gargoyles, uh, lots of video games. Yeah, he killed the monkey. And he was part of the like a wicked little um, 
internet rumor going around, I think it was like two, early 2000s, where they were saying that he was the voice or was supposed to be the voice of General Grievous. Hmm. Be different. I wouldn't mind it. I'm not a big Grievous guy. <laughs> Gotta love that music. See, it's great with uh, with Williams. It's like, well, I guess one of the reasons why he's probably one of the best and branded as the best is. There are certain things he has, is able to capture different moods so well, but mm. you don't know it's him every time. No, um, yeah, there's no, certain, no, there's certain, yeah. there are certain uh, com, you know, uh, composers that you're like, I know that's that guy. Um, Elfman is is notorious for it because he there for like decades. He used to have the very like this like uh, the the notes just tra transitioning so fast that. Kind of, mm -hmm. and you automatically know. One second you heard that, okay, that's Elfman. I can I can put my finger on it. Like even even Zimmerman there for a while. You started like he start he got locked into like a certain sound, and I'm yeah, sure it's like did. Hollywood wanted that sound. But like with Williams, it's it's really kind of hard to pinpoint him because he doesn't favor the same instrument. I you know if you listen to some no, because with every film he changes his orchestral vibe like i didn't know he did harry potter i had no idea it yeah. was him that right there it's so different like look at this one could you tell the same guy did harry potter from just hearing this it's like totally different like this is very not dark but it's just like very very suspense suspenseful and harry potter is more magic and wonder and they're so different Yeah, like I said, yeah, you, when you listen to like, there's just certain things you just can't, you can pinpoint on certain things, like, you know, certain guitar players, certain musicians, you just, there's just something mm. about them, and. But John, you really can't. Now here, I know he, I think it's Poltergeist, you can hear Poltergeist here. That's that's sweeping, orchestra back of kind of. Yes, I, 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 yep, yep, yep. So I don't know if he did Poltergeist, but I'm pretty sure he did because that sounds a lot like Poltergeist. Yeah, I, I'm. I'll bet money he did Poltergeist. 
Oh, he did Space Camp. We were talking about Space Camp earlier. Again, I didn't even know he did that. Yeah, me either, yeah. Actually, I don't see Poltergeist in here. That's weird. You would think he would do that. Yeah. Who, who did Poltergeist? That's what I'm looking up right now because I was like, I could have sworn. With that, with that music that he that I just heard, that sounded like Poltergeist. That's 100% Poltergeist right there, especially with that background. Poltergeist was done by Jerry Goldman. Well, I didn't realize uh, he'd been around so long. I know I know his age, but I just didn't realize he'd been in the business that long. He did Lost in Space. Well, John Williams did. The film? No, the mo- the show. He did Land of the Giants, Goodbye Mr. Chips. Yeah, he did he, he did a lot of television. He did the music for Poseidon, 1972 Poseidon. Poseidon Adventure? Adventure? Yeah. Oh, wow. Sugarland Express. Okay, I think I knew Sugarland Express. But I think in my head I thought that was his first one. But yeah, no, he's been he's been busy. I didn't realize he'd been did so much. Did he do Fantastic Beasts at all? Was that John or was that somebody else? I gotta look that one up. Even this Nazi officer is a dick. Another villain. That's a streaky.
I wonder how they're going to make the new one relevant today. Like this one back then, you know, was like, oh, okay, we got this one. And then you had another one and then they were all good. But, you know, the last one had the aliens in it. So what do you do for the fifth one? Do you go back here? I mean, do you go before this or after Raiders? I mean, is he a full-time teacher? And teaching a new guy? I mean, I don't know. There's definitely some spots you could go. I think I would sort of Like, if you did a fifth one, wouldn't he have to be, like, mentoring somebody else? Almost like a, a Logan? Okay, these special effects look a little dated. Have you gotten to the, to the, to this in a uh, light magic? No, I haven't gotten here yet. Y'all understand what the why it looks the way it does and everything. Okay. Because this, they talk about this. It just looks so weird. This scene. Yeah, because in Light and Magic, they talk about this scene specifically about how they what they did to the background. And the uh, with the storm and everything, and then they um, I love this part. Uh, <laughs> and they um, and they talk about the the finale, and how they get the ghosts and everything, and how they how they make basically made them, and it's just like amazing when you're like you go like eh, it doesn't look that great today, but when you look at what they did to get it done. And then what it looks like, it's amazing. It's just amazing what they did and that they could think about this. So that's nobody's watched that yet. Watch the light and magic on, on Disney plus it's really good. And they, they explore just that, how these guys made, you know, made this, made this company basically. Bunch of hippies. But, well, <laughs> not, not just hippies. No, there was a bunch of, you get into the, you get into the later times. You, you, you find out none of them were hippies. And you find out like how they like they um, basically how how they created Pixar. Yeah, they created yeah. the computer Pixar, and they didn't know they they took it to what they thought thought was the most logical extreme, and they're like, okay, we're kind of done with it, and they sold it to Steve Jobs. And then he picked it up and turned it into Pixar, and he you know. But then it was, as soon as he walked away, they went back in, and they're like, okay, we well, got to that part that point with this thing. Let's do let's do our own thing now. Yeah, I'm just at the ending of episode one, and I'm in. I'm hooked. They literally had to dream up technology to make up the shit they did. I mean, that's just the first episode I've seen, so. Did Lawrence Kasdan write this? He wrote this, right? No. 
No, I told you this is Spielberg and um, what's the other guy's name? Kaufman, I think, was the guy's oh, last name. Uh, I thought Cadston might have been on this. Oh, no, I, I told you who wrote it at the beginning, but you weren't listening. No, I listened. I just, I just thought. Yeah, I can't wait to get to that episode. I just want to find out when the lighting's so off here. I mean, that's the one thing I miss about Stargate. I mean, the the movie that I saw and like the the couple episodes I saw of the series is I love the fact that they just dive into the Egyptian lore. It's one of the things why I liked it. I didn't get as far as you did, but. <clears throat> Iconic scene right there. You want to talk about like, yeah. kind of like one of the you know, most amazing stills. Tense. Tense. Dude, look at this. Guess the version of it. I got here uh, cleaned it up a little bit because I remember the first time I saw this, I remember seeing the reflection of the snake. Mm. When did he bring the gas pump down there? For that? Yeah, I didn't see him bring it down. It's just there. Karen Allen. Okay, Kasdan did the screenplay, so that might be what you're thinking. But okay. he, he wasn't the writer. Kasdan's doing a lot of stuff now. Now, you've seen his his history. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. I know, but I'm just saying, like lately, he's been the end. Again, at least to me. Dude, he to fucking body heat the big chill Silverado. Wyatt the big Earp. chill was his. Uh huh. He was a director. Wyatt Earp. That was the um. Oh, that was the uh, Kevin Costner one. I didn't like that one. That Grand Canyon, I mean, he's done a lot. 
beforehand. Honestly, honestly, lately he's slowed down. His his son is doing more stuff, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, both his sons have been doing stuff. You have Jacob Kasdan did uh, Walk Hard, Bad Teacher, Sex Tape. Damn. Then you had Jonathan, who's uh, done some others. Yeah, Jonathan, Freaks and Geeks, Dawson's Creek. Damn, so the sons have been pretty successful, too. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, uh, his son, um, Jonathan, is working uh, as a writer on that the new Indiana Jones movie. Mm. And uh, Willow. Shit, even his brother. His brother's a big uh, owner of screen, screenwriting, too, so it's all in the family. What does he call her? Furlaw or something? Now, what'd you ask? No, it's... Now I forgot. (laughs) It'll come back to me. Talk about what what he called her. Mm-hmm. Furline. Okay, that's that's it. So creepy. Of course, everybody knows that theme of the Ark of the Covenant. Iconic. You know the guys that made Stargate the series or whatever the original guys they directed the first film apparently they don't own the rights to their own films or to Stargate is that true the guy that made the movie um, is not part of the same group that does the show Two different groups. He's the same guy that did Independence Day. Um, Emmerich. I'm trying to remember mm. his first name. 
but yeah, what it's the it's the because it's two different worlds basically. That's why there was always like when they're gonna you know if they were gonna make them another movie, they were talking about you know having Emmerich make it Devin Emmerich. But they're like, but it wouldn't be ever part of the Stargate SG One universe because they they're two different things. SG One, okay. the guys that wrote SG One, and that uh, Brad Cooper and I'm trying to remember the other guy's name that did the the show. They made their own mythology and, and followed through with you know everything else, you know different. The only thing that was similar was the actors that played everybody that was on um, Abydos. The woman that. Daniel fell in love with her father and the little kid that became friends with Jack. That's the only continuation. Hmm. So it's, and I, I think it was like, they kind of separated MGM still owns them, but they just have to, they don't want to link them up, you know, it's, it, okay. and it's kind of a cool concept, you know, that they're, they just took the idea of the movie and just moved it forward. In fact, they make fun of it. Like there's a, there's an episode when in Stargate, when a, a a reporter comes up to Jack O'Neill and starts like trying to question him about the Stargate program, and he makes a quote and he's like, "Hey, quote me." He's like, uh, "But uh, my, I'm Jack with one L. There, um, there's another Jack O'Neill, a uh, Colonel Jack O'Neill, and he and, uh, he has two L's, and he has no sense of humor." Oh, <laughs> a little shot. Yeah. <laughs> Because literally, like the first five episodes, you see Jack become the lighthearted, that one that we get through the rest mm-hmm. of the series. You see him break away from that person, from that person of, you know, because his son killed himself with a gun. And they have a couple of episodes that kind of address Jeez, that. That's fucking, that's grim. Yeah. Man. Well, that was the whole point that he took this suicide mission to go to Abydos. Because he was just he was in this deep depression, just wanted to die, mm-hmm. and so in the in the show they kind of addressed that. Why was he this way? So, and then they 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 basically like just take every their characters away, you know, change it completely. I'll have to get back on that one. All right, good luck on finding it. It's nowhere right now. They took them all off um, because of the. The rights change. Hold on. I wonder if I have it in my little... I'm sure you do. But yeah, it used to be... I think on Hulu used to have it. I think it was one of those ones like Star Trek is where you can find it on every, almost every like streaming platform there for a while. Uh, but um, Amazon bought it out. So if they're hoping it'll make it. Oh, I got it. Yep. Sweet. I got all of them too. Did you watch Stargate Origins? Mm-hmm. Was that good? Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know if you watched it. I like the idea of it and what they did and how they how they explained how it led up to the show or the movie. You can you can go either direction. I think the only thing like some people will have is like it's basically saying that that they run into these female warriors mm-hmm. and they're protecting their queen who's pregnant with 
um, Ra's child. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's a, it's a really cool little little twist, and I and but they explain what happens to why like they don't remember. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that's kind of. They told a story, came up with a plausible way that that, that you know what that they didn't recon the whole fucking series because I was there for a while. The first couple of episodes, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna see where this goes. But how the fuck did you recon all this? But okay, we'll see. And at the very end, they explain. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. I'm good now. <laughs> Wonder where they're gonna go when they do because whenever they do reboot it. Continuation, reboot? I don't know. They're gonna have to reboot it because literally by the end all the main villains are gone. I mean unless they do the unless they go the movie route. They go the movie route, the world is still open, those things can you know, they can they could grow on that, but if they ever tried to do the series that's yeah, that would be a, a big one. They'd have to like create a brand new villain and and go from there. Weren't most of their villains Egyptian like deities anyway? No, or? they were all gods. Uh, the prime ones were Egyptian, but then you had um, you had Lord Yu who was uh, who was uh, Japanese or Chinese. You then you had the Greek um, pantheon. Really, the Greeks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had those. Then you were introduced to the Norse, but the Norse weren't bad guys; they were good guys. So yeah, you had, like I said, they 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 go on a a nice little journey. I'd say about like season eight is about where they kind of like they end that whole gold journey and they introduce another group called the Ori and the basic of the Ori are the uh, Christian religion oh really That's yeah bad. yeah but that didn't really go so well it that got, it was, it, no really the, the story was just and I, too preachy no no it wasn't preachy at all no it just I don't know I think it was just more interesting with to be these these you know these Egyptian gods and, and, and follow that history you know, and follow that that chariot of the gods idea that Von Danigan and um, uh, what's his name, uh, Giorgio Zoculus, you know, the, the ones that, that do that story, you know, and delve into that. I thought that was a, it was a lot cooler than the Ori. Hmm. Making me want to watch it now. So pretty much every season there was like a deity or god was like the no I mean you 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 had your monster of the week and then sometimes mm-hmm. you had different monsters you had you had your one that constantly like showed up over and over and over again for a while for about at least four or five years um, and he was always kind of fun to see how he pop, popped up but a lot of it would go to mythology and again not just Egyptian mythology but other mythologies. Hmm. It's a big dude.
Something about the special effects when they're punching somebody. It's that sound. That, that sound, yeah. It's a psh. <laughs> now I think during this filming he actually got ran over by uh, the plane I think at one point like his ankle Ew. so he had to he had to go away for a little bit to get healed up Yeah, you might want to do something. Did you ever watch the Young Indiana Jones series on ABC? I watched a few seasons, yeah. I always liked that show. And I think Harrison Ford was on there in the first episode. He was, like, narrating. Uh, he was actually there in another episode as well. Actually, Did there was he? one episode that he was in there through pretty much the full episode. I thought he was just a narrator. No. No, and honestly, no, it wasn't. I think there was somebody else doing the narrating. Uh, there was somebody that was a put uh there's a couple episodes where there's a guy like with like old like old old makeup where he's like in his 80s mm -hmm. but no there was a few where um i think it was harrison and this native american guy and they were like they had to do some driving around and um in the states and uh and and he was like doing that but yeah there was like like one episode that he did that and if anybody's been to walt disney world they have a uh stunt show for this scene right here I haven't been in Disney so long. Well, I'm sure I don't think they do that that show anymore. Man, that's that's going back too. Oof. Yeah, I think they're right not to cast another Indiana Jones. I can't see anybody 
And if they did it, it would have to be years from now, decade. Yeah. yeah. No, I so, yeah, Young Apple. Indiana Jones, season two, episode five. What's he, the name of the he, um, he was on there. Like, he had a full, like, fucking beard and, like, gray hair. And basically, it was like. Kind of like he is now. <laughs> basically, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that one. It was, and that was like a that was a special episode because it was like ninety minutes long for that. It was only on one season, correct? Or was it on? No, something? like I just said, it was season two, episode five. So how long did it last? Oh, I don't know. I just told you the one episode he was on. I don't know how long it lasted. Huh? Let's see, two seasons. And was it River Phoenix played Young Indiana? No, Sean Patrick Flannery. Okay. That was Last Crusades, you're thinking. Yeah. Now I know you haven't watched. Um, you've watched some shows, uh, but there's another episode on Big Bang Theory that they make a reference to Indiana Jones as well. And uh, they're watching it, and one of the characters, uh, um, Amy Farrah Fowler, she's Sheldon's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She watches it, and she's like, "It was a fun movie," but she makes the comment that Indiana Jones had no impact in this movie. There was no need for Indiana to be here. The movie would have ended exactly as it ended if he was not even there. The Germans would have found the found the ark. They would have taken it to the island. They would have opened it and they would have died. <laughs> the only thing Indiana did was take the ark from the island. To, America, to the United States. And then even then, he didn't even com- complete his mission, which was to bring it back and put it into the into the university. Smithsonian, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Museum, museum. Why did I say Smithsonian? But, uh, but yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's That's the funniest wild. thing. Yeah, because when you watch it, you're so like... I'm thinking about it, I'm like... Yeah, just kind of ruins the whole movie for you, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Why did you bring that up? Now? <laughs> well, it's trivia for because it's like it is one of those yeah. moments where you're watching, you're like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" <laughs> and now you're thinking through it that they, no, he he had to have an impact in there, but no, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, He's got nothing. To have it. Nothing. Germans would have shown up, taken it from Marion. I mean, all he did was maybe save her. Save both of them, yeah. They wanted to need to needed this 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 adventure here, this little car chase. So this whole movie's unnecessary. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's wild. <laughs> oh my god, never gonna think the same way about it. Ah, horrible effects right there. But hey, it's nineteen eighty one. It's great though how they do that. I mean, they do this great mixing of these special, cutting edge special effects at yeah. the time, and then the, some of the great practical effects. 
you missed the uh, the worst extra of all time. I think it was about maybe five minutes ago. It was a guy in a blue and white, like, you know, he's one of the terrorist guys. He dives in front of the truck like this, and his face is like this. I'm like, worst <laughs> acting by an extra ever. No, those are the best ones because I think they do that on purpose because it's like this over, it's this over the top. Because you see that a few times in some of the other movies, and I think that's just the style they it, choose because okay. it's like they're like, oh, it's just so uh, old. Like, look at the uh, probably the best one I, I can say it's like a redoing of it is in Last Crusade, uh, back in the airplane, the dogfight, mm-hmm. and they land and they steal that car and they go through the tunnel and the plane follows them in the tunnel, mm-hmm. and the guy, the pilot's like driving right by them and he's like. Oh, he gives it the stupid look. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Okay. I think okay. that's that's a style, like a bit of a humor. That one, no, that, that scene was stupid. Yeah, but it's <laughs> when he just looked at him, like he just looks at him, looks forward, looks down. Like, yeah, it's... I just want to know how fucking Crocodile Dundee bulked up so much. You see the guy driving the car? Yeah, it looks like it looks tell me, like. Tell a... me that's not Paul Hogan. That's Paul Hogan right there. <laughs> Hey, mate, I'm going to drive you into this car. That's wild. It does look like Paul Hogan a little bit. Got some creatine. Oh, and another one I remember seeing how this was made, too. It was really cool. Uh, oh, they showed how they did this? Yeah, there's a, a like a, like not plywood, but there's like a lot of like flat boards down there. So he's just kind of sliding across it. But a, I mean, just a great reference to like westerns, right there. Mm-hmm. Man, they kicked the hell out of Crocodile Dundee. Damn. Damn, it's almost like he fucking took that shit personal. Yeah. You all right there, Andy? Pissed. I love how he gets ran over. You you want to talk about like like cartoonish? I was like, like, the legs go up. What the hell? So they have to explain how Paul Hogan survived this. Well, that's why he went down to Australia. Figured it'd be safer down there. They heal his wounds. Yeah. yeah. A fucking crazy American fucked him up. He's like, screw this. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go heal up in Australia, mate. It's not like this. That's that's idiots. That's cartoony right there. So you you got there's a lot, these, there's a lot these, of cartoony moments. You in do, this. Yeah, you don't realize they're in there because they're but they're no. really subtle. You fools! Just gotta try to sell some watermelons here. That's messed up, dude. He's just trying to sell shit to you. You just threw that shit in the ground like nothing. And not only that, but he fucking hit a dog. Did you hear the dog whimper? No. no yeah. Even... Yeah, when he chucked the watermelon, you hear that whimper from the dog. <laughs> That's terrible. Mr. Takenga. 
the hell is that supposed to be? <laughs> oh, sorry, I get some action. You just fell in love, man. Dump Salah. <laughs> yeah, there are some goofy moments like this. Oh, Again, yeah. you got to realize, I mean, think back of what it's based off of. Oh, you I know. know. I like, he, he said he kind of wanted to do a B-movie, so pretty sure some of, like, the... The cheesiness and the goofiness like stayed in there. For reaction, oh. what, what'd you say? Damn. And I guess that's another thing that can, you know, different or different to Monsolo is like he, he can get hurt. Yeah. You know? That's what, like, like that's why I like this, you know, better than a Bond movie. Because again, you're you're seeing the human side of him. Like he's, you know, he, you don't see Bond getting, you know, you see the girl loving on him and you know, you know doing that. But here, this this woman's not taking shit from him. Yeah, she's she, like, you're you're hurt. Well, where's the hurt then? Damn it, you know. But you're seeing you're seeing Andy, you know, wounded. Yeah. And that uh, that comment, it's not the years, honey, it's the miles. That was actually improv. I by, love by that line. Yeah, Ford improv that line during the, on there. Sometimes I'll put that as my Facebook update, and like nobody knows what it is, except for a few people. It's not the man; it's the miles. He passed out. Isn't that Kung Fury movie supposed to be coming out soon? Oh, I don't know. When I see the Nazi symbol, I think of that strange but awesome 20-minute movie.
And he's always in trouble. He goes from one hell far to the next. He looks like Bill Cosby a little bit. Is it because of what he's saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that are his eyes crooked? You know, I almost thought for a second that he was in the hunt for Red October, but it wasn't him. He did the movies after that. Yes, yeah. Because he didn't do the first one. The first one was Red October, and that was... Um, Baldwin. Baldwin, yeah, he did it. And here we enter the biggest plot hole ever. Which... How did he get into the sub? They had already locked up. They're locked. The... I don't know. Did he just <laughs> hold on? But they submerged. Yeah, it's just. That's a yeah. Ooh. And okay. then how did he beat the sub into the inside? Inside. <laughs> like I said, big old blow. Still great movie. But that one, you can drive a fucking, you can drive Optimus Prime right through that motherfucker. And another Big Bang reference, there's an episode where they actually go to the see, go to the theaters to mm -hmm. see the extra 23 seconds, or 21 seconds, sorry, of the movie that would explain the plot hole for this. But I don't think, I don't think there is, actually is a scene that did that, but it was just part of their story, was that they were going to go and watch a uh, special screening of Indiana Jones where it explains all that. Where it explains all the, uh, all the, uh, the, the how he did it and his extra twenty one seconds of, 
of it and <laughs> then hijinks ensues and then uh they steal the film instead of going and watching it because they couldn't get into the theater so yeah changing my mind about this movie now <laughs> again you gotta I mean, you gotta realize I mean some of the best movies have some fucking Star Wars I mean you wanna talk about plot holes in Star Wars <laughs> and as, as much extra material they come out with they try to fill in those plot holes but but that one's a big glaring one in right your face. Oh, and that's always bothered that, me. That, oh, right? this this one, yeah, how he got on and board. The thing and... is, I never noticed it till now. Oh, like, really? I, was, <laughs> I know. I, like seriously, I always assumed oh. that like somehow he got in before they submerged. But like I said, it was already closed. Like you know, if there were like people hanging out outside of the submarine, I just unless he's a great swimmer, I can hold yeah, yeah again, again, yeah, you get the great swimmer. Know. How'd you hold on? I mean. How long were they underwater? Like, I mean, did he put? Did he pull a fucking Captain Jack Sparrow and like, you know, tie his back hair up and get some, uh, <laughs> get some turtles, to, you know, ski behind it? I, you know, never everything they did inside, you know, hinted to the that they were submerged because they used to see him going for the periscope. Yeah, it's, so, it's, yeah. It's, it's wild now. Yeah. Again, I'm not gonna see this movie the same way again. Sorry. But don't forget. Indiana Jones wasn't needed for this whole movie. And the, that's the that's the two things that's been irking me. Like Andy's not needed, and like, how did he survive getting here without getting into the submarine? Just have to suspend that's your wild. disbelief. Yeah. And from now on, again, I know. See, I've known that that fucking submarine thing. I've known known for years, decades. I still watch it. Still enjoy it. Cause fucking Indiana Jones, goddamn it. And look at Indy with a bazooka. Yeah, and then he pulls something else like that, and she gets all grinny. Don't do that. Rita's in there. Yeah, man. Rita Repulsa. Yeah. That's right. That's what happens to him. You don't see him next to Power Rangers, and he comes out of the box. Just shoot. I love how he turned his love against him. He's like, yeah, you blow this shit up. You want to see it too. Played awful. So if they did, I know we've been talking about, you know, who who would you see? Who could you see playing Indiana? 
I mean, I have one person in mind. He's got the Bradley Cooper, Pratt. Those two Pratt's been mentioned. That's a lot. yeah, Pratt. Yeah, because Pratt to me would be great because just because he's got that that swagger, but yet that that humor behind him. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, they're gonna you know not make it so cheesy. So I would I could definitely see more Cooper. I think either one of those guys. And again, if you do it over again, do you just like reboot the story? Like, do I know. I think more. I think or? the. I think the further adventures, like recasting him, keeping like the history there, like Bond. I mean, that's that's the one thing they could have done with this. They could have treated it just like Bond, because how many God, how many fan or books are out there? Fucking in the eighties, like the, the the extended universe, expanded universe that was created, you know, because like of Star Wars, but there was the same thing for with Indiana books. There were tons of Indiana books. <laughs> and I'm, not, I'm not saying, you know, translate one specifically, but you could take the concept of they were after this. Mm-hmm. You know, do mummies, you know, you know, do, you know, go to go to Asia and, you know, looking after shang Chi. you know, just so many different things. No, was that smile Indy basically knowing he knew what, what was going to happen when he opened the box? Oh, I didn't. I don't see a smile there. I saw a little bit of fear, like he doesn't know what's going on. Oh, yet. okay, yeah. okay. I thought he he might have known. No, I think he senses like that look on his eyes right now. That's fear, and I think he's like coming to no, no pun intended. He's having a coming to Jesus moment. <laughs> Now, when you get into the light and magic section where they talk about this, this whole scene of how they did this, the the the, the streams coming out, the the smoke, um, and then how they get the ghosts, the you know, and it made those. It's it's almost like hollow, like haunted house, like you know, like the old community haunted house, cheesy how they made it, but it works. Mm. Like how they made these streaming ghosts running around. They literally made tissue paper ghosts with like goofy little faces and, and, and rolled them around. But it was it was the speed of the it was the speed of the camera. I love this one scene coming up when they showed like the, the change of the ghost. Yeah. So like it's like this girl, then it's like freaking horrifying. This is it. Yeah. <laughs> the melting face, so yeah. Like his head just blows up. Like, his head, his whole body just blows Jesus. up. Jesus. 
can't keep that shit closed. Well, the yard cleans well nicely. You just took all the bodies and everything. No stone left unturned. That's cool right there, too. No fuss, no muss. Uh, it cleans right up. That's so wild how the art goes up the way in the air and it lands exactly the same spot. Yeah, you got to go with Pratt. Although Cooper would work too. I guess it depends on, on what route you go. If, yeah. you, if you go a little bit more serious, you know. But do you want a serious Indiana Jones movie? I mean, it depends on who writes it. See, I think the biggest challenge is like the villains and everything because of how the, <laughs> you know, the world's changed and mm -hmm. how people are looked at. It's the big thing with the X-Men, how they're going to modernize that. So it's the same thing with this. Top men. See, I know the good thing too. Like he didn't really win at the end either. Mm -hmm. Like you just said before, he lost. And this is not the last time we'll see this warehouse, and I'm not even talking just in the Indiana Jones world. This warehouse makes a reoccurring appearance through, like, pulp cult pop culture. I thought you were going to say it was Warehouse 13. I was like, really? That'd be a nice There's, Well, I mean, this is where Warehouse 13 came from. The concept of Warehouse 13 came from this, but this warehouse shows up does show up in the in the Crystal Skull, but it's re referred to and referenced to it in a lot of other shows cartoons i've seen it before even a, i think a couple other movies where they make hints of this large warehouse with a bunch of boxes in it you know mm. so but that's raiders of the lost ark sorry guys i wasn't talking too much like i said like the last movie i'm just absorbing all the goodness in this film and there's not too much to hate although i do have different opinions about this movie now like indy wasn't really needed yeah i'm sorry i had to ruin that for you <laughs> And how did he survive the submarine, like, descending into the sea? Like, all this time I thought he snuck in before, but... Yeah, that, that's one of those... That's, those Manda those, that's one of those Mandela moments where people re think and remember a scene where he was 
in a uh, a similar like mili- like a navy costume, but inside yeah. the te- inside the submarine, but yeah, it's not out it- there. But yeah, like I said, yeah, if you, yeah, you'll look there. There, look for there. There is like a sort of Mandela sort of moment for that, but there's nothing mm-hmm. out there. It was another movie that he was in a submarine. Because I, I know, know. I know the image they're talking about. It's like where he's like in this black like coat with a with a navy with a hat on. See, I don't even remember that one. Maybe I have to look that up when yeah, I yeah. That's yeah. That's I can't remember what movie that what movie that's from. But yeah, there's a. There, there is a, a movie like that, and a lot of folks, like, like I said, kind of ref, refer to that one. Mm. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, one of our one of our favorite movies, and finally, we finally did an Indiana Jones movie. About time. Yes. About time. That's all I'm gonna say. We won't do be doing Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but um, maybe the other one someday. Who knows? Pick and choose. Mike, let's get out of here. All right, guys. Make sure you guys do check out us on Facebook. And uh, we'll be doing 80s movies. we got one more movie for the month. Uh, we'll be doing watch-alongs all month long. So, uh, And then if you guys are interested, next month we will be doing Star Trek movies. We have not done a Star Trek movie yet. No. We've done Star Wars. I think we've done... Did we, did we do Galaxy Quest? No, we, have, we haven't done that. No, that's, that's, I think that's on the yeah. list for next month. Is it? Okay, so yeah. so that Oh, that's right. Yeah, that is on, the, on there for next month. So definitely uh, check those out. And I um, just want to let you guys know that Bath of the Thrones is coming back soon. So just a little shout out to that. And uh, as always, from Mike to me to you, bam, we'll see you soon.